All right. All right. Sent 420. Welcome. Anna, Justin, Eric, and Grape God. Prodigy him today. Kind of one of the regs that we go back to. Yeah, we have a few times. Um, the last time, though, when we smoked that, it was White, white Wedding. White Wedding, yeah. That was yeah. the one that was all Man, I got, yeah. <laughs> I got really high. Ooh. Yeah, that one was intense. Yeah. Next time, I'll try to remember, we'll smoke some Mandarin cookies because... I smoked some this morning, and I'm still got a nice, you know, buzz going. I nice. usually don't, I don't smoke know. before we, we our smoked, podcast. <laughs> we smoked yeah. before, uh, sorry, before those chicks last class, too. We got pretty high. So oh, did you? Mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're stoners. I worked, I worked the piss out of them, though. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. So, here we go. Cool. Well, you want to try watching something? You want to try it? Do yeah. a, like a reaction thing? We've never done it before. So I found this this morning. So at first I saw this, this article online. I'm not going to explain it to you. I'll just read the title. Organization says Oprah interview memes is digital blackface. <laughs> okay. So And then I just came across this this morning. That seemed to like digital explain, blackface. It, explain it well. And I could, if it works out, I can like play it on the camera, you know, but here. To express emotions for us from this unknown woman clapping in the wendy williams audience to oprah who has transcended the role of talk show host to become the queen of reaction gifts so you can say it's all about like the gifts you know the, the uh-huh. video thing yeah, and the memes that people share uh-huh right yeah according to giphy the most popular way for americans to express happiness is this and according to giphy these gifts are not just popular in online black communities. White people use them too. Maybe too much. And there's a term for that. Digital blackface. Oh. <laughs> so, so you get the idea? Like, ah, so I see where yeah. we're going with this. Right, yeah. The idea that there's all these memes. And for some reason, I've never even seen one or noticed <laughs> it. I just thought memes were everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never noticed like a racial. So what happened was Oprah. Isn't that part of the problem of you being racist now? Ooh. Because you don't recognize that it's racial? Right, yeah. You have to see it all the you time. Racist right. bastard. Yeah, so I guess like that Oprah, Meghan Merkel interview, mm-hmm. people made a bunch of memes and then like a lot of white people were sharing the memes and so that's what oh that's what digital black digital blackface yeah wow I wonder if there's much more to I still it. don't yeah let's grasp. check it out yeah 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 as lauren michelle jackson wrote in teen vogue digital blackface is the act of inhabiting a black persona employing digital technology to co-op a perceived cachet or black cool so for example megan mccain said i think at this point we need to ask whether or not black lives matter is a hate group but she's constantly using black lives as a digital accessory to express how she feels about like republican politics oh that bitch on the internet <laughs> white people outsource their emotional labor to black people where you're sad you're not- oh Out- they outsource. outsource their emotional labor to black people you white bastards man this is just one more reason. <laughs> one more reason for me. You see this? This is brown skin. Here, look at this. This chick looks like a vampire. Look at that. You got to put on your sunglasses. Look at that. White oppressor. Man, okay. Let's How do you see. feel not sitting share. next to someone like me? <laughs> let's see more of this shit. <laughs> you better not share any, <laughs> any gifts. Your delight. 
And my Bitmoji is complicit too. Bitmoji takes all of these black emotional reactions and verbal expressions and design. Well, do you know what a Bitmoji is? No. <laughs> do you know what a Bitmoji yeah, is? Yeah, I have Explain one. it, please. I don't know. It's basically... Oh, okay, you have one. Right. Um, you create a character that looks like you. It's like and an avatar kind of thing. It has, it's like incorporated meme, like expressions in it. So you can send it as So there'll reactions. be like a, there's like a, like a wave, like a cartoon waving and it uses your like design of how uh -huh. you made yourself look okay. as the picture that you sent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, look at this. This right. is a white person <laughs> right. saying bye Felicia. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I I actually said that to somebody the other day to a white chick, <laughs> just talking shit. Actually, it was Amanda in class. I was uh, like, "Bye, Felicia." <laughs> so, doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm cool with it though because I'm brown. Okay, I can so get you can away do with it. That. You can yeah. get away with it. Uh, <coughs> using their emotional, what was it? Can brown people do that? I mean, is it legal? Is it legit? Can like, they share? Since I'm Mexican, can uh, I? Right. Am, am I like? That's a good question. Black can you facing use, it? Right. Digital black facing. Digital black facing. Right. Oh, maybe. Are you black? Mm. But I'm an oppressed minority. I mean, right. do we all right. hang in the same? Yeah. You know, well, what like, if an Asian person? Well, does Asian lives matter and Black lives matter? Do they run in the same like, are crew? They taking are they from good each with other one now? another? BIPOC. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So like digital jive. Yeah, that's interesting. Digital jive. You could translate anything. She called it gross misuse of language. Yeah. Well, wait, hold on a second. So anytime I'm speaking another language, am I like Ooh, that's appropriating a good their uh, culture? And right. Therefore, if you say konnichiwa or like even another. Right? But even au revoir, like French. There you go. But it, Better it's example. white people. Right. Right. The, but there's a lot uh -huh. of white Frenchmen. We've colonized some of those words, like deja vu, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. And all languages absorb words from other languages. They do. That's right. right. The because they have racist. <laughs> it's a racist world. Rather than we need words to, to, to describe yeah. certain things Rather in the world. Rather than inclusivity. Right. Exactly. Uh -huh. Isn't it funny how it's looked at? Like how this dare is, you take this thing of mine? This is what I was own. saying on that note to someone just the other day and that was like when people say that we're maybe we were even talking about it on the podcast right where it's like black the black um, community is like 13 percent of the population yeah. and that community has penetrated so many aspects of the american culture american culture white community whatever mm -hmm. yeah. and it's been embraced right yeah. people want to be like that i consider so, it my culture if i'm honest well what is you know? american Learned culture some of it, but 
Good question. Right. How do you define that? Right. And it's a large And a lot of these of people it. want Isn't to be a- part want to be American, right? Right. And I'm saying these people and I mean people who I mm-hmm. like culturally speaking say they differ from all of us white people. <laughs> I, is isn't that what they're saying though? Like we can't a- appropriate um, mm. anything that they do or say even now. Like words are But this is the fucked up thing, right? Because it's got to be accepted, but then you can't incorporate it. If you mm. incorporate exactly, it, exactly, that's, what that's I'm bad. But you've got to accept that. Yeah. So how do you incorporate? I'm, I'm how how are you, how do you become an American that you say like? Aren't they complain? Well, I don't know if I want to use these words. Oh, use them, use them, use them. There's a lot of complaining or fighting the fact that they don't feel like they're at home here. Ultimately. Hmm. Okay, there's 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 a point there. Yeah, I mean, that's a hard one though. Yeah. Um, like when we're talking about the African American community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I'm American, right? I'm American too. Mm-hmm. I'm an or people. But that's who the feel, thing that like we're... people who say others are racist or discriminated against them. Say going at the grocery store, somebody said something, mm-hmm. and then you're like, they ask you, oh, cool, where are you from? And a lot of people hate that question now because it's, right. well, it's does it matter where I'm from? I'm American. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I can see how sometimes that could be offensive, you know, but it's also interesting to know it's where awesome. people are from. Right. I mean, I think so, that it's I mean, super interesting. That's what a lot of this is too, right? People are just oversensitive. It's like, that's happened forever. Yeah. Those microaggressions or whatever. Uh-huh. And maybe sometimes people are passive aggressive sure. and might say some shit with just a touch of like using your race or culture or something about mm-hmm. you to like passively. And that's all, that's always been the case. It's just like not being an asshole. Like right. How much of it is just, yeah. they're just describing. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are genuinely interested or want to yeah. create conversation. I mean, how do you create conversation with somebody that you don't know. know and you're trying to find a common ground or you're trying to find, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I mean, something mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it's a, uh, I don't know. I don't, I've heard both sides to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, if somebody asked me, well, where are you from? I mean, I could take it offensively and be like, oh, what? I was born in America. Or I could be like, oh, I'm from Texas. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's where I'm from. Oh, we're you all don't from. Think I look American. We're, we're all from somewhere. So if somebody is Asian American and they were born in America, right? They were mm-hmm. born in fucking Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could say, I'm from Kentucky. Okay, well, that would probably be cue enough for someone to understand, like, okay, well, that's how they associate with. I mean, if they wanted to take it further, maybe they'll say, oh, but my mom is from Korea, right? right? Mm -hmm. I mean, but I don't think those questions, like, in and of themselves are indicative of anything besides, you know, Mm -hmm. Small talk. Besides, like, where are you from? You're from fucking right. Colorado. Great. Yeah. You know. Then you can just steer it. Oh, okay. So, do you ski? <laughs> you know, is that a fucking mm. offensive thing? Is that a stereotype? If you're from Colorado, you got to ski. Okay. Or snowboard. Right. Or smoke so, weed. So then you're stereotyping even places. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Because it's just like so uh-huh. deep. Right. Because that is a stereotype. Oh, you're in Texas. What do you? have cows or yeah. would it be guns the other ranch <laughs> <Right. laughs> but that's why this shit is so stupid and you know like I don't even care about being PC about that part of it I mean legitimately I think this whole activism bullshit is 
such a waste of fucking time. Mm. And, you know, it gives people... To make a new term, digital blackface, yeah. for instance. You're like, it's all this... Ba- There's it's a all new like, term every day now. But, <laughs> right, it, there is. There really is or an abbreviation. But you're yeah. looking, you're that's, like that's specifically looking for some way to get offended. You're right. like, ooh, how can it's, I turn what that right. person said it's called like, into something that can offend me? I think it's called like critical theories. Yeah. Like the whole kind of scope of all the woke stuff. Uh-huh. And so it is, and then problematizing, those are the words, right? Um, you want to look at everything critically, uh-huh. and it's all about, rather than like regular philosophy was like figuring out what the world mm-hmm. was, this stuff is about changing the world. Mm-hmm. But right? here's the thing. This is where I don't think they look at it critically. I think it's surface critically. I think it's only on the soundbite is what they look at. They don't ever go deeper than that, because... If they critically thought about their own positions, if you really split them down, many of those positions can't be supported. If you think about it that deep, right? And like at the same time even? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Bad ideas stacked with other bad ideas do not equal good ideas. And so that's why I don't think it's critical, you know, that people on the left are really critically thinking. And then some really great thinkers on the left, like you could say somebody like Noam Chomsky or somebody who's like that. Um, I think the problem, this comes back to how I believe like Eric Weinstein and Brett Weinstein are. Um, Jordan Peterson to some degree, but because of the emotional range that he's got, it, it kind of allows him a little bit of slack room right and that i don't see any of those guys like noam chomsky or any of the pre-mentioned ones as what we've talked about before getting primal of having that connection to that primal part of themselves and it's no offense to them i mean i'm not trying to offend them hopefully Mm -hmm. they're like Mm -hmm. above being offended by stuff but they're kind of pussies you know what i'm saying in that physical realm they're they're fucking warriors uh, in other realms where they could maybe consider me a pussy and be like, this guy doesn't think deep enough about this. And he's a intellectual pussy. And can I, can I try a segue? (laughs) (laughs) You're like excited to share this. Uh, Well, no, no, just like it made sense. I saw, I don't know if this will be too like, um, I'll try to make it short. It's this thing all about the warrior and the monk. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that, people like the Weinsteins and Jordan Peterson and these are the thinkers, right? Mm-hmm. But they're like not connected to, as you put it, the primal, which I like. I like and that I word. think Jordan Peterson is more than others. any of these others. Mm-hmm. I, right. I mean, I really like the fact not At least because Sam was doing jujitsu with Sam Harris for a while. Or, he was right? for a while, right? yeah. At least, you know, you try to balance it out, uh-huh. right? <laughs> but like Jordan Peterson's fight with this addiction and getting mm. his ass beat over yeah. the past couple years... I think puts him in a different place. Jordan Peterson, like, I don't think he's got any intention out there to, you know, like insult, minimize, or anything like that to to people. But he does not, and I think he, he even bend. says this. He doesn't bend. Yeah, like, yeah. And he says mm-hmm. he's he chooses his words very specifically, but he doesn't choose his words to soften the touch he doesn't at first i thought he was kind of like a dick Uh i thought he was angry and stuff when i first you know 
Um, and it took me a while to like see past that like first reaction to that. Me too. Mm -hmm. And that's why that's why mm -hmm. I used to say I attach more to Sam Harris's mm -hmm. style. But okay, and then we've had talks just like more generally mm -hmm. about warriors and about monks. Yeah. And we were like, you were talking some shit about like the monk lifestyle. I forget what your point was, like why it was like. <laughs> I don't. We don't need to go there. But so I, I came across this. So it starts with like there's an old story. Um, there's a a samurai and a Zen monk. You know, there's a million of those, right? Yeah. You know, there's even a whole other thing like this in that Suzuki book, that DT Suzuki book I gave you. Mm -hmm. There's a whole section about like the Zen Buddhists, the monks, mm -hmm. and then the samurai and who was like less afraid of death and, you know, who was more in the moment mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. So the story is um, the warrior approaches a sitting monk and draws his sword. The monk remains impassive. Don't you realize that I have no qualms about killing you, ro roars the warrior? Don't you realize that I have no qualms about dying? Quietly replies the monk. Which of the figures in this story exhibits the greater courage? Right. So I don't know. You have any thoughts on that? Um, I keep going. Um, so he says, like a lot of my modern writers um, get the idea that the ability of the martyr to calmly face death is somehow servile, rather than being an example of manly courage in the highest degree. Um, and this misconception is also accompanied by the notion that while cowardice is a betrayal of warrior virtue, the Christian idea of sin is not, as if self-indulgence of every sort were not the very thing that saps the warrior's spirit, producing not the manly warrior, but the effeminate de debauchee. I don't know how to pronounce that, like debaucherous person, mm -hmm. drinking sex. Mm -hmm. I think what he's saying there is like um, uh, that it, it, that maybe we even like look up to like a sinful warrior like one that like overuses his power that mm -hmm. that that's not like also a negative thing well constructive violence mm, constructive yeah. mm -hmm. you know like um corruption or acceptable levels of corruption mm -hmm. i mean i'm a bu huge believer in that mm -hmm. yeah um okay and then uh, let's see between the courage of the warrior and that of the monk we cannot easily decide because these two renditions of one virtue, uh, that's interesting, they're like two sides of one coin, exist on very different planes, guarded and exemplified by different castes. Um, he says the courage of the warrior is, he's like like a Sufi guy, mm -hmm. like, so he's like Islamic. Mm -hmm. um, so he says the courage of the warrior is of the lesser jihad, which is like, there's like the greater and the lesser jihad, which is like, you know, my small understanding of it. It's like the... The lesser jihad is like straight war, mm -hmm. right, and battle and stuff like that. And the greater jihad is like the battle with yourself to realize God, that kind mm -hmm. of something like that. Yeah. So um, the courage of the warrior is of the lesser jihad, that of the monk, a fruit of the greater. Only the man who has triumphed in single combat over his own self-concept can let go of his life the moment his Lord demands it, as if releasing a captive bird from his grasp. Um and then this is interesting. And of course, the greatest warriors owe their preeminence in the lesser jihad, in, in the like actual war efforts, precisely to their successful conclusion of the greater one. So the greatest warriors do that monk's work. Yeah. Which is the... It's the, a stepping mm, stone, right? It's mm, a ladder. You're mm, climbing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think the travesty, this is my opinion, okay. in that kind of thing is that oftentimes we look at it, it's got to be a division where it's like you got to be either or. Mm. And this is kind of why I was talking shit about the monks because mm. <laughs> a lot of times 
if you and I think I was talking shit more like where you gotta live through monkhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Instead like of becoming one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But if you're like the warrior turned scholar turned artist turned monk, you get to experience all of those. Mm. If you're just the fucking monk, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure there's experiences that you're gonna miss in not going this other route. Mm-hmm. But at least in this primal fucking physical world we live in. Mm-hmm. One seems like a, a tough route to go because it's always going to be that same, at least on the, the physical side of it, the primal side of it, mm-hmm. where the other one is you make an evolution of things, right? You evolve through, but you get to experience war. You get to experience the best and the worst in people. You get to challenge mm-hmm. yourself to, I mean, I know it would be a huge challenge to like, live a life of abstinence and live a life of, you know, begging or of, you know, deep meditation and fighting that within yourself, I think is an important battle. But I do think if you go these other routes, you can still meet Mm -hmm. somewhere up here Mm -hmm. and this is going to help you get closer to yourself in this Mm -hmm. realm. I wonder how you could ever see from outside the fishbowl. You know what I'm saying? Because even if you were able to create the place where you saw outside of yourself, mm-hmm. you don't know if it's real because you've never experienced anything else. How much of it, though, would be like we've talked about being obsessed with something mm-hmm. and the idea that though I do and I think you do as well, um, like the idea of being a balanced person where you do like all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also recognize that some people are like obsessed at one thing and then they therefore they may excel farther than the normal person or the other kind of type of a balanced person can maybe their lives are messed up maybe not i haven't like been able to know enough people like that to conclude that it seems like that can happen yeah to people that are so powerful and charismatic and obsessed with one thing that they can like destroy the rest of their life but then they can get further at it Right. So what if that's also true? Right. So yeah. which is... Mm-hmm. Which is maybe depends on what you want out of mm-hmm. your life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very broad That's right, statement, though. Yeah, I mean, there's some like, people are probably like the one-off, like, or, mm-hmm. you know, they're Quality just... Quality of life might differ. Yeah. Well, here... Yeah. And here's the thing on what that's you right. just said. Yeah. What you would want out of life. And this is always what I wonder with somebody who is just so focused on one area, right? Mm. Did they allow themselves to experience enough things to find what they really want to focus in on? Does it provide that focus that they're doing enough broad spectrum, you know, like satisfaction? Or is it more of an obsession that, you know, becomes like an addiction you know, that's, that's got its destructive but then, but then qualities it's, behind it, as well as it's yeah, that's interesting. productive. It becomes an addiction. That's, you know. Yeah. And if it's an addiction, it's destructive. Um, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but can you say, like, have you ever tried focusing on just one thing for... Yes. I, I mean, yeah. I have. And, you know, see, th- this is how I view it, is I'm doing that all the time. You, you know, like, for instance... In snowboarding season, I'm focused on snowboarding, right? In mountain biking season, 
I'm focused on mountain biking, but I'm not, man, I've rode with some mountain bikers that are just so good, but that's all they do is mountain bike. And they don't really experience a lot of other mm -hmm. things in between. They're always on a bike and that's cool. Mm -hmm. But there's also other cool stuff out there. There's cool mm -hmm. things to do. And, you know, I think when you're, you know, you're giving something up, you're always going to give something up. So if you're That's focused right. on one Focus thing, you give up variety. That's right. But if you take variety, you give up, you know, proficiency or, or that next level of experience mm -hmm. that this person right. who's so focused. That's interesting. I mean, it probably to. goes down to what your goal is, mm -hmm. right? Like how broad or how focused you want to be. Because you could be ridiculous about it and you could say, you only do arm bars one way, one type in mm -hmm. one position, and that's all you do. It's like so. But what if it works all the time? Yeah, yeah. so you're like Ronda Rousey or something. But, and then, you know, I was just thinking of Adam Jones from Tool. I don't think he can play any other style of music. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, he can't. He can't play changes like a jazz guy. He's not doing cool strumming things on an acoustic guitar. Uh -huh. He's not doing any of that shit. He's not. He may not even know how to improvise that well. I don't. I mean, obviously, he probably writes that way. It's but. like actors that play the same. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Denzel. Like I'll, I'll always watch Denzel. He's always a badass. You know, even yeah. though he's like has a different name, and a, that's what I feel about and Denzel. He's calm. And he's, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So a little bit about the goal or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, that was most of it. Um, so, uh, you know, so he makes this point here about that we tend to think of like a priest or a monk as soft and as and passive and the warrior as active. Um, and he makes the point that that's actually it's just because we've like kind of messed up our correct, the correct healthy view of a monk, you know, um, um and yeah, so he's talking about the active and the passive. So mm -hmm. there's another interesting aspect of it. Like the warrior is active and in the body, as mm -hmm. you're saying. And the the monk is so passive, they're almost just sitting all day. Mm -hmm. Like, that, I, you know, I heard this story about how like the progression of like a Jain mm -hmm. ascetic back in the day. I think I've told you this before. Mm -hmm. Like, like first they would just try to sit as like much as possible. And at some point they start counting their steps every day. Mm -hmm. They say, I'm only allowed 50 steps and they're Jains and they like believe in the, you know, every living creature. So they don't even want to hurt germs and mm -hmm. bugs and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they do it for that reason. And then they eat less and less food. Then they only eat food that someone throws away. Then they only eat food that's rotting. Then they, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like this progressive, but they sit still. Mm -hmm. Right, there's this thing about moving towards like total stillness. So you also have just that as being two mm -hmm. sides of the coin, right? It, it's weird what we consider like virtuous or mm. you know at a higher place mm. because in, in a lot of regards, what this guy is saying is he's saying that the meditating monk should be given or has earned a higher place than the samurai about to bring so, down the so, sword, right? And, and he does say why. Uh -huh. and Because even in so the Brahmin caste system, or the Indian Hindu caste yep. system, uh -huh. was like the monks are on top. Uh -huh. And in the same way, the head's on top of the body. Yep. It's like a similar... And then the warriors, like protect space, mm -hmm. right? And, and then they make that it possible for that monk to sit 
and be, you know, something like that. I don't understand this totally, mm-hmm. but again, like the body provides a structure of the mind. Like we talked about that, like the mind is at the top of the hierarchy. You could say, mm-hmm. maybe I'm making this argument right now. And then the body, the warrior takes care of that mind. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like the working class of mm-hmm. people if we're talking about that caste system. And so that's like the positive aspect of the caste system. Obviously, you get born into it and you have no choice. And maybe that's bad in the mm-hmm. West. We see it that way. And I don't know. I don't know any about that stuff. But um, but so, do you think yeah. we do in the West? I mean, like, do, do you think like what you said, we kind of get born into it. You're born into like. Not like it is out there. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because if you're born to like a guy that no, makes we shoes. Were just yeah. Like they just see it as a bad thing if you're born into it. Well, that the West looks at the East and says, oh, that's, the, you know, because there's all okay. this talk about the caste system okay. and this horrible thing. And maybe yeah. it is. No, I okay. Know, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I thought you were saying that in the West. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. No, no, no. Um, that would be a perception. Maybe. Right. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. So that's how they built that system. It was all for a spiritual purpose. Mm-hmm. That's like the highest good that they thought of. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, of course, they structure society to, like, allow that to happen. So, yes, they do put the monk above um, the warrior, you know, in a mm-hmm. hierarchy. Sure. Because um, that's the... It, they also makes the point in here, maybe I don't need to, like, read it and stuff, but that, like, um, to act is to have... You need certainty to act, he makes mm-hmm. this point. And the only way you can gain certainty is through the intellect. And, mm-hmm. and by the intellect, he means something different. Mm-hmm. There's this old word, intellect used to mean mm-hmm. like, a, like a spiritual insight, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so uh, the intellect you know, figures out the world and figures out what to do. Mm-hmm. And then that warrior aspect does the thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously the point is still, you know, I mean, he says here, the, um, the contemplative life has a preeminence over the active life, but the mixed life... The synthesis of contemplation and action is the highest. Thus, the saintly warrior kings, in theory the greatest of all, not because the function of the warrior is greater than that of the monk, um, but because in him the monk has triumphed over the warrior and reached such a degree of perfection that even the rigors of battle can no longer distract him. The complete man, mm-hmm. in whom monk and warrior are perfectly united from the constant contemplation of God. Um, let those who are doing their best to resurrect the chivalric ideal in our time thoroughly understand this and then act upon it, lest their long quest for the warrior, all their courage and self-sacrifice, lead them only to the doorstep of the thug. Mm-hmm. So that's the other point. Yeah, you get the mm. the branch. You've developed mm. the skills, and where do you go with that? Mm-hmm. Fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say something on that level, and that, and so I'm glad that you know you read that part. Because this, this would be a question that um, always kind of goes through my mind is like, so if you're the monk, right? And, and I agree with this whole concept of the monk being kind of the pinnacle, right? The, the place where you're striving to get to. Um, but a lot of times, and I think that this is going on right now in a, in a major way, is that people are trying to get to the monk by following the route of the monk, Okay. okay. And so when you're doing that, every thing that you do has got to be based on faith because you don't have much experience, right? But if you're the warrior, everything that you do is based on experience, right? A lot of faith because you got to have faith in your skills. You got to have faith in your ability. You got to have faith in your cause, whatever those things might be, but it's all going to be based on experience. And so, um, 
what I see, and, and I see this in a major way in the way politics are being played out right now, in the way this woke movement is to kind of bring it back full circle, is that people want to be like virtuous and they want to be like above what the fucking Cretan racist white people yeah, are doing. The and degenerates. Yeah, all right. of this stuff right. without going through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without improving Lots themselves and, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, struggling and dealing with temptation and making mistakes. And mm -hmm. they want to go that route of that monk. And so then everything has got to be based on faith. Well, what if you're wrong? And a lot of times, again, sure, I believe faith is important. But if you don't have faith in your own being, in your own abilities, in your own self, how can you have faith in what's being passed down to you of being mm -hmm. the right way to be a monk? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How can you say, but because I only, let's say you're born into this where you got to count your steps and you got to do all of that. So everything that's being taught to you, again, has just got to be based on faith. You got mm -hmm. to believe mm -hmm. that what they're telling you is correct. And so then you wonder if that mindset would be more virtuous than the mindset of the person who's like, I'm stepping out of the garden. I'm going to take on challenges. I'm going to see if that will really break me. Ooh, I'm going to see if this temptation will really draw me this way. I'm going to face it and I'm going to see if I can be strong enough to overcome it. You know, and then you get back onto that fork where these both of these monk routes mm -hmm. meet. I think, right? yeah, I mean, I don't know. That makes me think of a lot of things. Like, I think yeah. that's probably the way most people, if it ever would happen to, would have to be. Because we're not born in monasteries and we're, most of us are mm -hmm. born to atheist parents and stuff like I am pretty well, much. Well, in but, traditional martial arts. So I saw okay. this a lot. Right. And um, I really enjoy a lot of the concepts, a lot of the principles, a lot of the physical training of traditional jujitsu. I did that for quite some time. But what I would see with a lot of these people that train this way is they wanted to be above violence. They wanted to be above the hard training. So you'd have these fat guys that could do all of these sweet moves. Right with somebody who's doing a cooperating mm -hmm. a tech, you know, technique to them. And they might be doing a push. There's a move called a kutagish and it's a wrist, a turning wrist throw, mm -hmm. right? And so- Steven Seagal shit. Yeah, right. Steven Seagal shit. <laughs> and so I was, you know, talking to this class one day and there was like, I don't know, 15 black belts in there and they were all practicing this move. And so I asked them, I'm like, okay, so this is a slow, low-level attack that you're addressing, the way you're addressing it. And you're doing this move that would cause traumatic fucking injury, right? And so you want to practice at that level, but then you want to be above all of that violence that you're practicing doing, but at a low level. It doesn't even give the attacker the, the value of being a credible opponent. And so mentally the, they were putting themselves on this elite level and the attacker as this Cretan, you know, fucking mm, bad guy. And they're going to do this move. And right. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, but you haven't done the work, but you want to get to that point. And mm -hmm. again, I, I think it, it fits this political ideology is yeah. that people are trying to go to that point That's without right. doing the work, without being I physical, agree you know, in martial mm -hmm. arts, Hey, I, I see a lot of really good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys, 
but I want to see you take a punch in the face and do that move. Mm-hmm. When I can see that, when I know that, oh man, you can take you can take some fucking real stress and still make your stuff work. Mm-hmm. To me, that's then legit. But if you want to do the move, you know, and you don't put yourself in those situations where it's like fucking, can mm-hmm. I make this work in you know a, a more freer element? It's yeah. kind of that trying to yeah. get to that point without. And I think you're right about it being what's going on right now with everything, with everybody wanting to be above and higher than everybody else. And and I'm starting to see how that's almost like the worst thing you could do. Mm-hmm. So like the pride thing, right? Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know if I want to put it in all this like context. I've just been, all the stuff I've been reading lately is, putting things in like a religious spiritual context for me and i was reading about satan right and and he's sometimes or lucifer the name i think even means like a light bringer right and i'm starting to see how part of maybe you how you could think of it is that um there's like so you know he's like this angel the the most beautiful like um, like the baddest angel and out of his pride he gets cast down mm-hmm. right and it's like so when people try to do like a utopia so this is the thing like when you try to enact the best thing you can create the worst thing mm-hmm. you know it's something like that like maybe that story I don't know if that's even true but I've just been thinking of it that way lately uh, and so and then everybody jumping on the bandwagon about stuff and trying to act like that they're virtuous by saying something on Facebook that everybody else is also saying, you know what I mean? I'm posting them, sharing digital the blackface. Yeah. Or, like, or yeah. Yeah. Or what would you call like, what would be the word for the black square and how those things go around? <laughs> you know what I mean? Square, yeah. You know, other things have happened like uh-huh. that. I don't pay enough attention to know all of the, or any of the other ones, but, um, that's funny. That's yeah. Funny so, shit. and the it's this, square. Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. And it's this weird thing of just like joining in and then feeling good about, like what like press so i don't know just the point being there's something about like it being like a prideful thing yeah like pride is that thing that does all that evil you know that you know what i mean and, and all this stuff is like that all the woke stuff well, it, it seems obviously like that but I, I think it's about feeling good trying to make yourself feel good for not doing it being brave enough yeah. to step out of your fucking box right. and do things that actually yeah. make yourself feel sometimes good sometimes it feels like they're almost mm. saying well i don't need to get to that level i can just get there without yeah without i doing yeah it. i think that's, I think and, that's and exactly when they it. say that's pride that mm. Mm. And, you know and lack of effort i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think most of the time like i see it as that's people why activism mm. sorry mm. no no go right yeah, now go, go. when you say activism it's like they all advocate for something or say or say that they're active you know mm, and making mm-hmm. a change for something but it's just them saying it not really mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing it I, I think yeah yeah it makes you feel good right and you're pretending part, that yeah yeah you're not doing anything of something you that you don't have to really right. do anything about because mm-hmm. i mean do you know these type of people <laughs> yes do you see them <laughs> doing anything no, not so much. No. Right, me either. I know plenty Besides of them. Saying, "Well, I'm changing oh. my behavior around other people." That will, if we all did that, then. Well, and there's some truth to that. 
Sure, absolutely. Right? But yeah. don't you think that if that's the case, if let's say you're one of these um, woke white people, right? Woke white women, let's say. Okay. www. www. So But let's say that you're that. Why aren't you going down into these black communities and hanging out and mingling with these, you know, inner city people that you're trying to raise up? Why aren't you becoming inclusive with them? Aren't you doing things to become inclusive? Because just saying that you include them, why don't you guys invite them to your neighborhoods? Oh, but have they don't barbecues. Need they don't want to like, <laughs> you know, because then it looks like they're doing that as a chore. It's not a real. But that's because it's. It's not real. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not real. You don't empower a community by, like, minimizing their abilities. Mm. You, you know, you... Fuck. Why, why do people think that... Let's use the black community as an example. That the black community is so weak that we've got to make things easier for them. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of white savior. Kind of yeah. Stuff it's like, why, what mm. there's, when you talk about, again, when you look at the black population being 13%, you look at all of these very popular figures across music, sports, mm -hmm. entertainment, mm -hmm. you know, again, I only know of, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson and, uh, like Coleman Hughes that are black and super, you know, intellectuals. intellectuals. So I don't know if right, right, they, right. if there's a lot in that field, but McCorder, John McCorder, you know him. What was that? Uh, Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Okay, so we just named four, and I can name like four white guys that I listen to. So yeah, mm -hmm. they they're re highly representative in that field. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it it's it's ridiculous to think that they've been minimized. I mean, there's been one Catholic president. We've had one black president. Yeah, right. I mean, it's yeah, right, yeah, and it's and it's just the viewpoint. It's uh -huh. the wanting to like to see the world that way. That is the problem, right? You know, the, the wanting to dissect how many percent has been this race, that color. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just that that um, that instinct to do that, and that's you know, and it's crazy that it's so like widespread and becoming. And that people adopt it and don't see the the hypocrisy in it, mm -hmm. the you know the ra you know being racist by helping racism by being racist and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I experienced that like pride stuff, you know what I mean? With because we were talking with our friend about doing DMT, uh -huh. and in in that realm, I've definitely experienced some of that like pride stuff about like thinking I was higher than I was mm -hmm. you know what I mean um, coming to the conclusion that I was somehow mystically capable or like evolved even mm -hmm. and like higher than stuff and then being like crashed down back to earth being like nah dude like, well that yeah. <laughs> so that's what we all need yeah. right we right. all need to get checked yeah. we all need to get punched in the face I mean yeah. I don't like to get punched in the face do you like to get punched no. in the face? Do you like to get punched no. in the face? No. But it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And we want to put ourselves in positions where we're going to get punched in the face. So yeah. I definitely think <laughs> that, right. you know. It's, I don't it's, want to get punched, but I'm going to get myself in this. But life right. punches you in the face. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So right. you got to see yourself in those positions mm. 
to see what you can become, to see what you're striving for, you know, mm-hmm. to see, oh man, I can be above all this because I saw a glimpse into that. Mm-hmm. It's the the fucked up thing is there's a lot of people though who believe it, <laughs> you know, who get up there and then they start believing, oh, that that's where they're at. It's like, no, that's mm-hmm. just a glimpse to see yeah. where you're going. But it's always so hard to tell where you're at, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's why you got to get punched in the face. Getting right, punched in the face uh, <laughs> genuinely tells you where you're at, right? Right. Very own well, yeah. And, yeah, it's but it's still tough even with the the, the, the face punch because because you still want to like gain your confidence afterwards and be like I'm here. Yeah. But you I, you know I heard once that we're always either over you know judging ourselves or under judging. Mm-hmm. We're always either inflated or deflated. We can never quite be like a hundred percent right, and that like even other people can see where we are better than we can. They can mm-hmm. easily tell. Like how competent someone is or how whatever, funny, socially, you know, all those things. People can see that stuff, but we can't like get quite ever know. You mm-hmm. know, it's always a little bit of a question. And so we're always a little prideful or a little whatever the opposite is. Right. A little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what would you uh, call it? Yeah. I mean, humble's not yeah. the right one. Because humble is a good thing. What do you call it? Self, yeah. like, uh, depreciating or what do you call oh, it? Oh, self-deprecating? Self-deprecating. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I wouldn't say that's it either. Because uh-huh. th- this is the one I suffer from. Uh-huh. I always see myself as less than I am. Uh-huh. And it's neither of those things. Because self-deprecating yeah. is just being like, yo, I'm not being prideful. I'm a piece of shit too. Yeah. And saying that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like a, it's like the same thing that arrogance is, that mm-hmm. you really are in the idea that you're like better. To be in the idea that you're worse. That you're worse. Right. It has like, there's, there's some word to it, but anyway. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, you see what I'm saying? How it's mm-hmm. the opposite. Yeah. yeah. So it is always hard to Like tell. you're not worthy. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Not worthy of being uh-huh. a painter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I, and I go both ways. And I, you know, it's funny how I used to think, I mean, I'm such a combination of things. Like there was periods of time when I was a fucking asshole. Like I thought I was smarter than people mm-hmm. in my early 20s. I really did. A lot of 20-year-olds do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. everybody in this fucking stupid movement. Well, what, what, you know what, what I'm saying? What would that look like? <laughs> it would look like disgust with like people who don't read or like very um, judgy. Super judgy. Yeah. I'm still I still retain like I have a judgmental viewpoint. But yeah, judgy and and talk shit judgy. Like not funny. You're just like damn like that was mean or whatever like that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah i was really like that yeah. and then of course during the whole time i'm also underseeing my worth and you know what i mean that whole yeah. time and then i also at the time so now i'm realizing how much like i used to say this but i'm like seeing it more how much acting like or thinking that you're a piece of shit is actually prideful mm-hmm. it's like it, what's going on there is you're thinking that you're better than like a janitor or someone that rides the bus or like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you are, so you're expecting yourself to be like, fam- why aren't I famous? Why aren't I mm-hmm. top dog? Why aren't I whatever? Yeah. And so saying that you're like people or that, that, that um, behavior, that, that type of thought, thinking of yourself that way is actually prideful. And I'm seeing I think that it really can be. more clearly now. It's like when you're calling mm. yourself a pussy. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's different. I still say that that's different. Like the calling yourself a pussy can be a motivating, mm-hmm. strengthening factor. Sure. It's, I, th- I think that's different, you know? Well, well, and what you're saying, though, is like that it's prideful, but it can also be safety. 
right? Because yeah, if you because you don't yourself, have to act. Yeah. Oh, I'm a piece. I can't do it anyway. Yeah. So totally, that's yeah. exactly what it is. And I think I do that too. Like I don't do the actions, right? Because you know you, you feel right. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I do that shit. I'll admit it, man. <laughs> but that's what it's about, right? I mean, you gotta, you gotta see it. You gotta recognize it. But that's the yeah. case with everything, though. right? That's that's why I think. See, I think that is healthy, right? I think, um, yeah. I when you say in your twenties you were a dick, whatever. We all were to some degree, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. The time when right. you should be a dick. I'm even seeing my son, like something yeah. about 12, 13. Uh-huh. You know, like you forgive kids for being a dick. I don't mean to like cut you off, but it just throws in there. Like I, you know, some kids, they're just not socialized. And sometimes they piss me off. Oh, yeah. Because they say something that like an adult would never say. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like. You're like, you're lucky you're 13. <laughs> I'd beat your little ass. So, but it's I'm like starting a lot to... of arrogance. And <laughs> yeah. For, yes. The nonchalance. arrogance of kids is crazy. But anyway, so I'm starting to see with Phoenix that I'm, that he's being an asshole. And mm-hmm. I never really thought that before. I just thought he wasn't. One day he's going to listen to yeah. this. Like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I was too. And we're saying we're all like that. Yeah. And so it's no diss. But I'm just like witnessing that. Uh-huh. Like kind of happen. And I'm like, oh man. And it's creating effects around. Sure in our family and stuff you know but that's where honestly i think like with phoenix it's time for him to start to get you know Mm -hmm. his ass beat a little bit Mm. now i'm not saying at home i'm saying in here you know well and we we start to turn those screws a little bit there's no Mm -hmm. other option like yeah like i told you he like left i tell you that he left the door open we Uh were gone for a weekend three days he left the front door wide open yeah and he you know things like that all the time and my thought is is he he's so protected he's uh-huh. overly he's been overprotected that he doesn't have to do shit on his own yeah and it's like it's hard to think that that's what he needs like it's hard for me to scold him and stuff sure um i heard brett weinstein said that recently like what a parent's supposed to do is uh, like he had a cool word for it but model what the world's gonna be like mm-hmm. they have to like act that way mm-hmm. which means i need to be more of an asshole because the mm-hmm. world's fucking sure you know a bitch um and do you, but, but do you think that that's true <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I like how you See, use like asshole has to defeat the bitch and, right you know, uh-huh. yeah person. yeah yeah that's right that's right huh? nice choice of <laughs> yeah wait explain no i'm not going to <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but, but I was, I was agreeing with that, uh, you know, that even, even the ass kicking in here, yes. And I think that that's great for him, Mm -hmm. like so good. Um, but I, I think in the world too, like I'm wanting him, my instinct is to be like, go hang out with your friends. Yeah. Fucking walk around the neighborhood and like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you got to like live and not be at home on the screen you know what i mean and always like you know what i mean like yeah and life's tough and if you don't if you don't come in contact with that you don't get stronger you just so this is what i was telling gabriella um because she said something in class yesterday what'd she say like um Uh, not fun well well she's yeah she was like saying something that's hard she's like why do you think that um hard stuff is fun Mm. or or one of those things something along those lines And so afterwards, I was telling her, I'm like, look, if you learn to like hard shit and enjoy when it sucks, you can teach yourself to do that. Like, then when 
people say, well, life is hard and life's going to beat you down. It's like, no, then you just fucking roll with it and you have a good time. You know that you're going to get punched in the face. We don't mm. want to get punched in the face, right? Just talking mm. about this. But mm. you know you're going to get punched in the face. You can deal with getting punched in the face. You can roll off of it. And you can be like, oh, man, that motherfucker mm. got me, yeah. right? And you figure out a way to... Mm to get them back you figure out a way to get around it and there is something in the fact that like the hardest thing is often the place that you get the most out of it yeah you know i mean it's like you almost have to point yourself you know like if i think about playing guitar that means whatever technique that i suck at whatever part of the song is the hardest that's the part i need to practice the most yeah and so i see kids the same thing they want to play Give me something easier. Always something right. easier. It's always easier. easier. And that shit pisses yeah. me off. Now I'm like, don't even say that. Like, I don't even like hearing but, it. Like, but I mean, again, <laughs> if if they learned how, if they were taught that it's cool, um, fun, yeah, whatever, right. to mm-hmm. take on those challenges right. of doing the things and that are hard. They do. Yeah. They I do. I have a question. Yeah. Do all of these kids actually want to do what they're doing well so the young ones are always you know it's like a whim they say oh they see someone playing a guitar that sounds cool and then their parents are like it'd be good for you and then they do the lessons and yeah i mean so it's not until they're from my experience you know um not until they're 12 13 that it starts becoming like their own thing i'll see glimpses of them like think it's a part of their like identity sometimes mm-hmm. when they're younger they're like oh you know these you know they'll play something good do a show they always feel good about that um so now you know a lot of them aren't you know yeah and i mm-hmm. think that's why i don't mm-hmm. know it's just yeah you always if it's something that you do want mm-hmm then you always want to challenge yourself. Like, you're curious to see, all right, let's try this technique. But kids aren't like that, though, no. when they're young. You know, it's like, whatever they did, they would quit if it was just all up to them. Most mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some that that's not the case. But that's how I feel. Like, if the parents had no say, and they're like, do you want to go to jujitsu today? They'd be like, you know, oh, no, mm-hmm. I'm see my friend. And then eventually they would just stop coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so they just have to learn at that point yeah. how to deal mm-hmm. with doing something you don't really want to do. Yeah, yeah. you set timelines yeah. and it's... Yeah. And, well, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Instead of doing something that you don't really want to do is teaching them how to like it, right? It, it's like why school, I think, is such a fucking travesty is that I don't ever talk to a kid who really likes school. Now, talking to them right now during the pandemic they do because they want to get back and they want to see their friends at least ones that i've talked to um i've seen kind of half and half going yeah i guess um someone like to sit home and fuck around right (laughs) Right. (laughs) but you could make school like literally cool you could Mm. make it where it's fun yeah why aren't they doing that like why is that such a yeah you know we teach people in this kind of subliminal way that life is supposed to suck i mean that's boring yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) legitimately i I mean since i went to the army you know like we used to call littleton little fun colorado when we were growing up we were fucking having ragers we were doing all sorts of cool fun shit Mm. the kids do um yeah but okay you know it's kind of like you call it little fun (laughs) but then when i went to the army man i haven't had boring days it's just been you know, mm-hmm. you just you just got to yeah. learn that it's okay to carve out a place that mm-hmm. you want to be in life, you know? Right. And then, like, boredom, not to, I don't know if that's sidetracked, but I just see this so much now with the kids, is that with screens, mm-hmm. we have erased boredom. 
Well, you know, yeah. Well, yes, there's there's nuance to it, but uh-huh. you know what I mean. And so now, what boredom used to make you uh-huh. go do something, right? You go outside, uh-huh. climb a tree, make something, draw yeah. a picture. Oh yeah. You know, when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. uh, there was this book that had a bunch of stuff that you could make or build. Mm. I would mm-hmm. just go through it. Dope. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, start so. knocking that shit off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Next, right? Um, so now with the screen. You know, they're just like there's there's no boredom. If they're allowed the screen, boredom is gone. So we were talking about this last night a little bit in what is healthy, like video game time. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I guess screen time because you could be like doing Reddit or fucking I don't know what kids do TikTok. I mean, what do kids do? What the fuck? (laughs) Throw out words that I know are going around. What what is it that kids flip through if you're just being? Instagram. Online, okay. Yeah, YouTube. Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Are there other just yeah. like kid ones that are specific for kids or? I think you're right. TikTok and YouTube are probably. Define kids Switch. because everybody well, like, what's uses the one all where of they, these. Where they watch each other play video games? Is that Twitch? Oh, Twitch. Twitch. Yeah, That's Twitch. another one. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got so enough. You make money off of that. You make so money on all of them. what is like, what is healthy screen time per mm-hmm. day? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure you've had what this. Is per day. <laughs> yeah, per day. Let's say per day, Anna's given you advice on screen time <laughs> approved by the fucking FDA. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to be um, associated with all those things. Right. But maybe an hour. An hour. I don't know. Okay. I feel like... Screen time doesn't have to be bad, even if it got to two hours Mm because you want to watch a whole movie, right? Right. Or you could be learning. So, like, one of the... If you're watching something. One of the girls who came in today, right? Um, You know, we were smoking up before their um, session, and uh, she's on one of these language learning things, okay? And she's going to a festival that's playing a lot of, like, Latin music, so she wants to learn Spanish so she knows what's going on. So they were talking Mm. shit about it. But she's been on that for two days. She's like, oh, I'm addicted to this thing. And so she's actually learning something that's, like... That she can apply outside of it? Yeah. So so that's cool, right? So you can't say that screen time then is inherently bad, because if you're doing something like that, that's a pretty yeah, valuable... Yeah, I guess we have to define what bad is. Like right. Bad for your so, body, bad yeah. for your eyes, your mind, all of it. So I came across this word recently, acidia, which is like a sin. It's like the eighth cardinal sin or whatever. Okay. And it means like distraction, doing what you're not supposed to be doing, listfulness, laziness, busybodying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not just... Like it would be like making yourself busy doing this other thing that even though you know you're supposed to be doing this thing over here, instead. So yeah. it's not like just laziness because you can be actively doing it. Yeah. So um, I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people think it's like the I think the sin of the age. Yeah. I yeah. do that all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do it in a million different ways. You know, like, <laughs> I work well under pressure. <laughs> yeah. So. In terms of screen time, and then so and then this priest was like, I saw him. He was like talking about acidia a lot recently, and one thing he said was, if if you organize your day right, um, as far as like being distracted and using a screen and stuff, to where you have your like four or five main things you need to get done. You know what I mean? This is like this is what I need to get done today. Bam, 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 bam. He's like everything else kind of falls into place. 
and then having 20 minutes scrolling on Facebook, doom scrolling Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. can be okay. Yeah, it you feels good I mean? almost, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been noticing that the past few days. There's been a few things that I've needed to get done. And rather than try to look at this long list of everything, if I can get those done, mm-hmm. any fucking off I do. Yeah. Like, I right. went snowboarding yesterday. And I was like, there wasn't any time during the day that I was like, oh, man, I should get back because I got to do this. Even though I came back mm-hmm. early because I had to get back for classes and other work. It's like, oh, cool. Work. I got to go do this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's because I got the couple key things that I needed to get done so that I could go do that. So... Um, to justify yeah. it. Yeah, you can justify. You can feel good about it. You can be like, "That's why, that's part of the business." It's basically you're trying to maintain this balance of things that you're doing. <laughs> that's why I need my assistant to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I think like even uh, doing the language thing or like listening to like deep podcast or some shit that you think is good for you can also be a distraction. Sure. So that's why I liked the idea because it's like a little more malleable. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be distracted, Mm. right, at least walk away with something. You know, I like so, that. I like that. You know, if I you're learning like a, li- a language well, maybe mm-hmm. that's going to pay off down the road. Or if you're listening to a podcast on, you know, like something that you're interested in, maybe, you know, growing weed, right? Maybe you pick up a tip or two or whatever the case may be. Um, and you're at least getting some sort of return. But if you're just like flipping through YouTube videos. Yeah. Well, how much, what if it's like, what if it's like diet, right? Like, like what you take in every day is also like what you're spending your time thinking about. Yeah, I would agree. And like, and, and there are good and bad things to letting other people think for you. You know, like I probably watch too many podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'm like, man, I'm not even letting myself like be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, oh, make coffee. What's, you know, play, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and uh, um, so, so like diet, you know, we talk about people having problems with like binging, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and that you eat, you know, you're super healthy, but you eat cookies and stuff and you're cool. Chocolate bread. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, totally. damn. Yeah. I probably, uh, since we've been doing these podcasts have gained a little bit of weight. Maybe it could be balanced out. The other <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to train harder. For <laughs> however much bread you eat. <laughs> so I do think you can like, so when I think about when I like kind of redid my my eating, you know, because I grew up, you know, in my early twenties when I was a dick, I fucking lived off Totino's pizza. That might have been yeah. why you're a dick, though. You know, people don't put these connections together. But you eat shitty food, you become well, a shitty fucking person and in a lot of regards. Lot, you know, too, you're man. fucking yeah. upset. You're irritable. Your food isn't digesting. You're not assimilating yeah. stuff. Do you guys want any more of this? No, I'm good. good. So if you, I can, if I can make the analogy though to the to the thinking, right? So I feel like it took me like two years to actually be eating healthier, even what I considered at the time. Mm-hmm. Like it took me a lot. Like you know, at first you don't know what what do I do with a chicken breast? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? Like you don't even know what to do with things, and well, so you, you gotta go by taste. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then slowly, it took me years to finally, I'm like eating vegetables regularly and, you know, just mm-hmm. like the bare minimum. 
Um, and then you can like keep progressing and you go as far as you want to go with that stuff. And obviously there's a point where maybe you shouldn't go, mm-hmm. right? Like you talk about that, about the extreme dieting and then that leads to binging and right. So in the same way though, you could like, if you could figure out what is good for your mind as far as screen time and what's not, mm-hmm. you know, you can allow yourself at first, maybe you need a lot, you know what I mean? Like in the same way you can't just eat healthy immediately, you know, maybe at first and then you can like work up to being you know, and I think it would be with little, I think little screen time would be ideal, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I really, you know, like I love podcasts and I love, you know, learning things and seeing what's up with the world. But as far as that, like tending the garden stuff, remember that? Mm-hmm. Like it, the idea is like, do you pay attention to the world or do you tend your garden out in some field like far away from the cities? Do you care about what happens in the world? Is it good for your mind? Mm-hmm. I really wonder about it. I'm fascinated by it. I'm like into, you know, coming across, you know, digital blackface and shit like that. Like, yeah. I'm fascinated with what happens in the world, but I don't know if it's good for me or not. I don't, I have a hard time with that. I know? think, yeah, I mean, if you're isolated, then you don't know what's going on. Hmm. But I think it really comes back to this. And that is that people want to make these big changes quickly by imposing things on other people that they think are going to be better, right? They haven't, in a lot of regards, made themselves better. So it goes back to that faith. What they're thinking is better is based on faith, no actual experience. If they put into experience a lot of what they're proposing, just the whole idea of socialism, right? Of equality of outcome. Just for one week, any of these fucking people listen to all music equally (laughs) just for one week you'll find that oh you can't put some of these things into practice because most of it is horrible right Right. so one percent of musicians whatever it is make it to where people are way less than that listening to their music one percent of one percent of one percent right okay you know their name you know yeah Yeah, it's so so you don't have all the time in the world to do that Right, right, and you have like you have uh, the intelligence of the community to be like these dudes are badass. Yeah, you know? yeah, you got influence, you right? Got... And then who, yeah, who's everybody listening to? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, it's right. There are some like underground people that are like super badass, you know. But a lot of or there's some intelligence to it. We put it like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, listen to all music equally. Yes, yeah. <laughs> eat all foods equally. What you know? I mean, a lot of these fucking people are vegans that are saying all this stuff. You know, right. I'm just saying that community. <laughs> leans towards the fucking wokeness like most vegans i know are liberal and woke well eat fucking meat Mm -hmm. if you want everything to be equal Mm -hmm. eat meat like you're eating vegetables spread it all out fucking again it's interesting how many how many like new ideas there are that have like never existed before right like maybe veganism has somewhere but you know what i mean it's not recorded anywhere (laughs) right okay you think have you like yeah there's no you don't ever have vegans say oh but the the siberian no there's no (laughs) there's no fucking Uh, now there's definitely groups that have eaten more meat or less. And then yeah. in India, they have like a religious, sure. somewhat vegetarian. But, w- but what you see is with a lot of those 
groups mm. is they cease to exist. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason. And they're rare. Yeah. So, but that's interesting that there's so many ideas nowadays that have never before existed. Yeah. Right. And or we're, and they we're thinking stopped that existing the because go. they were bad ideas. I mean, yeah, yeah, bit, socialism yeah, nice. existed. Right. And it keeps popping up again. Though, and it's right? never worked. Uh-huh. It's just, it's never That's ever worked. Yeah, why do they think it's going to work this time? Like, what? You know what I mean? It's because they think that they're... They can do it better. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. But right. their idea is well, the right way. It was never the right. That wasn't real communism. That but wasn't it's interesting. the right idea of I don't, I don't know, you know. But it's interesting that they keep... It keeps coming back, even that. that it's like it'll just always be there. Human yeah. nature. <laughs> yeah, well, there's something in the idea that's so attractive. Again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really into this whole, like, modernism thing. Like, what's happened to us? Like, you know, there's never been secularism before. That's another one. You know, uh, there's all these ideas that have, like, never existed before that we think are, like, the best ideas. Um, and we're going those places. So it's interesting that, like, even diet would be along those lines in that direction of progress, of mm-hmm. supposed progress. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something crazy going on. So that's the other reason why sometimes I think I should be paying attention because I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, what is happening? You know? I don't know. If, right. Well, it's fun to see, like... It is, yeah. From a, um, if you, I don't know, if you look at things that I've tried to train myself to do this is enjoy the shitty circumstances, right? Every shitty circumstance that I found myself in, I'll actively try to find the funny shit about it. You know what I'm saying? The things that are like, this is so absurd that you you're not pissed about it anymore you can see like a different angle and then when you can see that angle i think you can start to see solutions to the problem right i think it's very difficult to see solutions to the problem when you're pissed about something and you're you're caught up in that mode right hmm. well when you're pissed you don't really care to to solve problems solve anything, yeah really. you, you just want to be angry i i agree mm-hmm. with that yeah yeah Anyway, I forgot where I was going. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Finding the positive in the shitty situations, enjoying the shitty situations. Right. And we were tying that into, what were we tying that into? This is Um, what happens sometimes. Yeah, I know, right. It was so woke stuff, all the woke stuff. And like, I was saying how it's crazy where things are going. Do Uh you pay attention? Is it good to pay attention to it? Then things are just so crazy. Everything's breaking down. New ideas that have like never existed. Mm-hmm. We're thinking yeah. that those are like we're probably good ideas. becoming too self-aware. Huh? Huh? Too self-aware. That's interesting. Like, what What would you mean by that? I don't know. I was just thinking of like, you know, when you watch a show or a movie, and there's a character that's, they say self-aware as if like they know they're on a show, so they look directly at the camera and engage, right? Even though it's mm. in a movie, right? And mm. it's not. There's that divider. Mm. So then... The fourth wall, right? Yeah, mm. breaking the fourth wall. But they, uh, but they do that because they're self-conscious? Well, like, you would call that character in a movie, like, a self-aware character. Oh, you mean when a character is, like, purposefully breaking the fourth yeah. wall, like, talking to yeah. you? That's a self-aware character? Yeah. Oh, wow, it's called that? I th- or, yeah, like, yeah. an aware... I don't know if it's self-aware, but mm. it's just they are aware that they are a character... Mm. Mm-hmm. Or that they are being watched mm. more so than. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Um, it's like, like I don't in, know. Yeah, like like in, when you watch a movie, like in Clerks or what are the ones they that pretend they, they're not they in like a movie? Talk to the camera. Yeah, wasn't uh, Ferris Bueller? Didn't he do that? Yeah, right? I think they yeah, did yeah. that at times. Yeah, because yeah. he's talking to the camera. Right. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's right. interesting though, that that's a self-aware or aware. So like now we're being so aware of who we are, what we are, mm-hmm. because we can ping pong off of other people who live so far away from us mm-hmm. and then also don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just feel like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much information. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, I think of it like that often that what's going on is it's just like we so we've like started to like look back at ourselves. Right. So much. Um, And maybe we've like disconnected from something. And then therefore it's just like like maybe reason on its own and logic on its own is just like spirals out. And, and and then that's part of what's going on with all the woke stuff and everything's a new theory and a new word and a new conception, a new idea about it. Um, I heard this guy recently, he was talking about like philosophy, like often like if you took like some philosopher, um, what they're doing is they're actually just like speaking for the time, mm-hmm. right? They're, like they're maybe the best representative and the one that writes the best or whatever. But they're not really like their ideas. They're actually just like the ideas of the time. Yeah, they're just collecting mm-hmm. it and yeah. organizing it and right. structuring right. it so that it can be presented. Yeah, and then the ideas like go through this process. And um, yeah, and then nowadays it's just like out of control. It's like it, it wants to break down everything. It's like it's almost like like eating itself kind of a thing. I, see, I think it's like window dressings. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? I think that. All of this that's going on is window dressings because you can't really get into the meat of it, you know, because if you start to dissect it, it doesn't it work. Down. Yeah. Because right. they're so not coherent ideas. Right. So you got to right. add these little things that make it look, uh-huh. you know, like a more solid structure than it is. You right. know, you're, you got right, a weak right. foundation, but you're trying to build this so elaborate. So you're Yeah, and you're, and you're putting out little, mm-hmm. like, like this whole fucking Asian lives matter. I mean, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you put out these fucking things that are so distracting. But, but what is it doing, though? It's like, so how about this idea? I saw Bill Burr recently on a thing, mm-hmm. and he was saying that, like the only like he was talking about why jokes get like why people get pissed at some jokes mm-hmm. and not others like what was the example he used it was like um you know oh man like why do why do some things matter he was talking about like someone getting like brutally murdered um like in public or whatever mm-hmm. and nobody mentions that but if it fits inside the narrative then it's national news mm-hmm. right so it's it's this weird thing about like there's some story, right? A narrative, right? And and whatever fit and that bubble moves around, right? So at first Asians aren't included because they do good in Harvard and stuff, and they're like the best. Uh, they did you see that stat that came out recently that was like, eh, man, it, it sucks, but it's like associated the income levels with single parenthood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like Asians have the highest income and the lowest single parenthood. Then it was whites, highest and lowest. Then it was Mexicans. Then it was black. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah, anyway, so, so, so there's some, yeah, I forget how I was like throwing that in, but so that narrative in there and yeah, so it's weird that if, if it fits 
then everybody freaks out. Mm -hmm. But there's all these things that are horrible that happen in the world. Right, that it doesn't fit that, the narrative. That nobody it. talks about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So that was trends. like the whole. Yeah. And there are trends. And, trends. and there's so and, many trends now. Mm -hmm. It feels like that whole like speeding up well, thing. Like, is, yeah. it, is it a stereotype or is it really, you know, news? What are they going to put out there? If you wanted people to read your article or hear what mm -hmm. you had to say, yeah. what would you put out there? You would see what's going on around, what people yeah. are talking about, and you would just perpetuate and then, that. And the idea is like, you know, if you put something contentious or whatever word that makes people pissed, and then you get more views and likes, then you're like even unconsciously incentivized to like keep doing that thing that like freaks people out. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Like you, you do also just go with what's happening, but, or whatever gets mm, the most reaction in that case. Mm, like it could be that it goes along with what is being said, or mm, like you said, is so controversial that it pisses people off. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, and I, I really, it's but it's still going with whatever trend there is. Yeah, and I, I really do feel like there's so many trends. Everything is like feedbacking in on itself. And like so many things happening at once, and we the, the information—it's just like this explosion. And of you don't stuff, even right? like—it's not even really reading articles and stuff anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's all yeah. headlines and right. memes and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, things that you see it, and all of a sudden you're believing yeah. that side of it, and then it's that confirmation bias too, right? You know, because. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's funny, uh, these girls who were in earlier, they were talking shit because, like, they hate the ropes, right? Okay. And so I make them do the ropes every fucking time. <laughs> we're like, ah, oh, ropes. And so um, one of them was talking shit. She's like, you know, I got on the internet and I was looking and I was looking because I was going to prove you wrong on these fucking ropes. And she's like, I could only find one single article on it. She's like, so I saved it, but still... You know, we were just laughing about how... Like as an argument against doing Yeah, ropes. against oh, doing Oh, she's looking them. for an argument yeah, like ropes like are bad. ropes are bad. And <laughs> she found one. You right. know, and I said, oh, was that right by the article that said being fat, you know, makes you live longer? Right. <laughs> you know, they find, they yeah. cherry pick to one yeah. incident. What makes you feel good? What can justify your behavior yeah. or your choice <laughs> or feeling? Yeah, exactly. So, but people do that, right? Yeah. Because, I mean... So many people have told me about stuff that they've read in the New York Times and then they're like, and see, and the Washington Post says something similar and CNN says something similar and yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, they're all fucking reporting mm -hmm. on the same, right? you know, they, they want the story. same audience. It's even like one story. It's one thing that happened on yeah. Twitter and then CNN does something about it and then the next one does something about right. it. But, but it's all confirmed. So yeah. you got these big news outlets that you're like see this is the real story and it's like no it's not the real story because they're all trying to push the same agenda mm -hmm. you've got to look for actual news that you know so that's, is more in podcast form now i think that's interesting i think you it know? is because it's interesting how nobody thought any like we all had short attention well, spans it's but. like discussion right? yeah people yeah. are just talking about different viewpoints and those viewpoints exist in whatever's happening and it's not some like puppet of a machine you know what i mean yeah. like the new you know what i mean it's like that like and they all say the same group of words together right that's some story you know what i mean it's weird and yeah like, the same like yeah that whole i bet now that i saw that fucking 
um, the rope digital <laughs> digital blackface. Okay, yeah, I bet yeah. now I'm gonna start to see this term everywhere. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. Digital You've blackface. The gate. <laughs> the fucking digital yeah. blackface Pandora's box. But you're box. showing us it's right. perpetuating that trend, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I and by you showing us is also digital blackfacing. Because mm, I right. Because yeah. you did. <laughs> yeah. Their emotional, what is it? Their emotional work? What, what do they say to call it? Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. So is hanging out with people who are like-minded or look similar to you a different form of confirmation bias? Say that again? That look similar to you? Yeah. Well, because in previous podcasts, we've talked about how, we've talked about how uh, we hang, like, mm. I don't know, at school. You see clicks. groups and clicks, mm. and and that they're like racially. Oftentimes mm, they right. are. I mean, right. it's true. In my high school, it was in yeah. America. So. So is that a form of confirmation bias? Is that a form of confirmation that, bias? I think that would assume that everybody in a certain race thinks a certain way. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, you know well, I mean? and right? would it, but also we say you hang out with people who are like-minded. You like to be around And we have the same culture, and that might be why we hang out with each other. It's mm-hmm. not because of race, but because we share a culture. Right. And then, and then therefore, well, that's the interesting thing about culture. It's a cool point, like, that um, it's good to have things that we all agree on about the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But... Then there's the danger of confirmation bias and um, groupthink and those kind of things where where we just like reinforce like wrong, you know, or untrue things about the world or whatever. But it's an interesting idea because I think um, it probably does. But some things like I used to question all kinds of stuff that I'm now being like, man, I shouldn't have questioned that stuff. And my friends were, you know, I think your friends, they like socialize you. You know, they tell you like, dude, that's fucked up. You know, or they laugh at a joke. That's funny. You Which know. is also similar, but on a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Hearing the news from across the world. That's interesting. It is. There is a connection to that. Um, transmitting culture to each other with something like that. Um, yeah. What, what do you think? Like, is that confirmation bias? Well, that's oh. the first time you've asked him what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it is. I mean, I think. Well, I think. It's good, though, you know, to be mm-hmm. around like-minded individuals. I think mm-hmm. that perpetuates right. ideas and that gives you things then to um, kind of push deeper into what you believe. However, I think what you want to do is get to a point where you do question that stuff and challenge it and then, like, confirm that you're on the right track for, you know, your position or you find, oh, man, I'm fucking off and I need to make some adjustments. Maybe they're little adjustments, maybe they're big adjustments. Um, I think that's the big, I I think one of the huge problems is that we don't want to be wrong. You know what I'm saying? We're so afraid to be wrong. And And I know nobody wants to be wrong, but I'm saying like, if you find out that you're wrong or that some of the things that you believed were incorrect or that can't be supported whatever a lot of times people still go with it because being wrong in other people's eyes is fucking yeah it's horrible so you'd rather Mm -hmm. lie to yourself i mean Mm -hmm. it's funny because i sent out several apologies to people on the whole conservative thing 
because I was so convinced that I was right. And when I was when actually, you were like more on the left, when I was fucking, when I thought that I was more, the, you know, liberal, mm-hmm. you know, I've when, always been pretty moderate, I think, mm-hmm. you know, but I thought I was more liberal on that side. And when I was challenged to challenge each one of those ideas and really break it down, it was like, holy mm-hmm. shit. When I really did that, I couldn't support any of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. any position that I had, you know, um, besides the whole for-profit prisons. That was the only one that I could say, yeah, um, the conservative approach on this is as fucked up Hmm. before as it is now, right? Hmm. At least from what I've found. You know, nobody really cares about any kind of prison reform on either side of the deck, you know? Hmm. Um, So Hmm. that was probably one of the only things, but all of this other woke bullshit and all the gender pay gap and all the fucking climate stuff and all of that from nutrition, right? My idea of having way more vegetables in my diet to, whoa, no, that's not necessarily correct. You know, um, all of these things I challenged that were these progressive ideas. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with progressive ideas. But you can't just jump into a progressive idea because it sounds good, especially when they're major, you know, changers without testing it to some degree. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I'm saying. A lot of these people are doing it completely on faith. And a, so here's the thing, though, is like such a hard balance. Like what I'm hearing is like, like it, it is good to agree on things and to see the world in a similar way so that we can like get along and like do shit and right Mm -hmm. but then it's also good to 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 question some of those thoughts you may have because they might be incorrect or off track a little bit Mm -hmm. um and and what's interesting too is in some ways you could say that progressivism is to like questioning everything uh, or, or maybe not everything. Maybe it's only questioning tradition. Mm-hmm. That's saying, you know, the future is here and then that's in the past. The, right? the problem with right now mm-hmm. is that they're questioning everything at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can't answer all the questions at one time, mm-hmm. right? You got to address, figure it out, address. Yeah. But this is a cascade effect. All affect so, one another. Right. But it's this society that we're in now, mm-hmm. like, that it's like you got to have everything right now. It's got to be instant. Right. You got to have world changes today because, yeah. but I don't know. I heard this when I was fucking growing up. I heard, I've heard this. We got to do something now because in five years, Florida is going to be underwater and the ozone layer hole in, you know, was two that, more years is going to be fucking catastrophic mm-hmm. and radiation is going to pour through. Yeah, there was the population boom one. They said by in every catastrophe, yeah has not happened. It's been like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. it just fizzled out. Or but then they say that there's we're actually due for a big catastrophe. Catastrophe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many that could happen. But I think there's like been. a mm-hmm. twenty thousand year window. <laughs> you well, it know depends what I'm on which ones. Right. Because you, know, you got the Wyoming volcano. Sure. You got an X flare. I think that's sure. one that's like due. Uh-huh. Right. It's like been a while. Since but again, because of time, because that's what I thought that mm-hmm. you know we're due for one mm-hmm. but again the windows that they talk about yeah, yeah. when you look at time we're mm-hmm. talking millions and millions and millions of years mm-hmm. okay well, when's the last time that something well that's it it's like 
the, I've seen different projections, Just but like every 10,000 years. Hmm. Okay, well, there's a long window for our lifespan inside mm-hmm. that 10,000 years. I think, I think plagues are less than that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Every hundred and something years, yeah, I think, for plagues. And, like, there's some hardcore and ones, that's right? A, you know. And then there's asteroids. That's uh-huh. less, too, you know, because, like, supposedly in just 10,000 years ago, that's all the Graham Hancock stuff yeah. it was. It broke the ice, mm-hmm. you know, landed in the ice and made a huge crater, you know? Yeah. And, and then... You know, but, 90 per, but right. 95% so, of everybody So what I'm died, saying, if, like, if they say in that, thing like that every, like, 10,000-year pattern, right. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you've got a pretty if, strong window on that... Right, yeah. Uh-huh. You know... There's, there's also the thing about, like, the... The more technological we get, the more we're like at risk yeah. of things. There's that too. Like, how about the fact? Well, just you know, one part is that we don't know how to do anything. So if there was like an X flare or some shit that shut down all the fucking electronics, we would be fucked. Yeah. And nobody knows a lot how of to. People would. Nobody knows how to farm, hunt. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it would be cannibalism, and the, and then well, you got like nuclear power, and like you got all the other things. Where I think that's the the argument is like the. The, the other side of like the progressive thing, because that's part of it too, is like um, progressing technologies, right? That technology is the answer. That's a part of it too. But technologies make problems. Yeah. And it's this constant race where we make a technology to help a problem and that creates a new problem. And then we make another technology to help that thing. And it's like this constant yeah. build. And, like and then every, when does it all crash down? And, and I think maybe every level gets more and more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like we could destroy everybody now. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, if you made a catapult or something, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, you couldn't really, you know, do much damage as yeah. like a society that has a really bad idea. But like nowadays, you know, even one person now can get like a dirty bomb or like CRISPR. Think know. about CRISPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody who uh-huh. like turns themselves into uh did you guys ever see that show 28 Days? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You never saw that? That's one of the best zombie movies. That's top five oh, zombie yeah. movies I'm of sorry, all time. I'm not a sure. zombie gal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, the crazier ones are like, what if they put like some genetic thing in, in, in mosquitoes? Yeah. And then they can like transfer it to or all humans in or some shit. Fucking, uh, <laughs> right? Like, that's like that Rick and Morty episode I was talking about last time. Anyway. The what? Oh, Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah. that was in the same one? Mm-hmm. What about okay. vaccines? What if they put it in a right. untested vaccine, like an yeah. mRNA vaccine <laughs> for some yeah. low-level... That'd be interesting. For some <laughs> low-level disease that allegedly only kills like 6% of the people who get it actually die from it. So my dad was talking about the percentage he heard that um, getting a vaccine only reduces your um, possibility of catching COVID by like 1%. Yeah, it's what I've heard is it's really negligible. I didn't hear that, but I heard it's negligible. It doesn't protect you against the other two COVID strains. It doesn't prevent yeah, you so from giving it, it? Re- getting it. So you heard, still got to wear a mask. I've heard both. You know? yeah. like I've also heard that it does work on the other ones. The, well, Fauci just came uh, out and said it didn't. Right, but I heard these other people, scientists saying well, that it did. But so. that's what Rand Paul is saying. Rand okay. Paul is saying mm-hmm. to Fauci, he's like, it's proven that it does. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I don't trust. Out of 36 million that were tested or something like that, okay. only five had gotten the virus again, and it was at a low level. Mm. So you're talking huge numbers, and Rand Paul was saying mm. that to Fauci, and Fauci's like, but it doesn't 
cover the other two. Right. And so Rand Paul is like, you know, Dr. Fauci, this is all smoke and mirrors, isn't it? He's all for theater, right? Mm -hmm. These masks. And he's like, instill confidence in the American people about Mm -hmm. the the vaccine by saying, if you get the vaccine, take your mask off. Right. But, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. That's why it's so, it's so complicated. It's crazy that it's becoming this like. But that's where you know, when we say so even, like even vaccines inject, could be good, then, you know, then the person like talking about it that we all trust might be saying. I don't trust wrong. that fucker. <laughs> well, that other people trust, you know, yeah. that we're supposed to trust, right? And like, yeah, I, I've lost <clears throat> interest. Yeah. At this point, I've completely lost yeah, I'm interest. I'm kind of out of the loop right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I used to be like, oh, you know, what study, whether they found this in Africa yeah. and did it at the beginning of this thing. And, and by this point, it's like you could sit there all fucking day long and go to this side of the story, that side of the story, right. this side. Of, and I cannot fucking get a grip on it. I mean, I have a general view of what's going on. I do have to have the vaccine conversation with my son's mom, mm-hmm. you know, and she's definitely very leaning toward a certain side. That's going to yeah. be rough. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, Especially um, because it's not affecting kids that much. I know. So that's the right. other thing. But, but does it matter? Like, like, you know, they see my parents who were vaccinated. Well, some <laughs> people know, will but, see that as um, negligent right. parents. Oh, yeah. But not, not that that... I'm, you're, right. They would. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to wonder what the best thing yeah. to it, do it's is. It's a rough know. one because, like, here's the thing. I get... Older people getting the vaccination, right? right? Yeah, and, and here's then still the thing: it's only like ninety nine percent effective, or some late nineties. In, in in those people who are like seventy plus, yeah. there's not necessarily this huge period of time where there could be some epigenetic factor that comes oh, for into the play. Vaccine. That's a really and good point. When you actually. look at these yeah. young kids who they're That's vaccinating, because it could be thirty years it, later. It, it could, right. Exactly, it could yeah. be down the road. That's this really hasn't been point. tested. Mm-hmm. And it's the kids don't have the right now, the capacity to understand the choice that they should be given on this. If we look at like autoimmune diseases back when I was growing up, there was a handful. Now there's like somewhere in the Mm -hmm. fucking like sixties or seventies of just common autoimmune diseases. And you're talking basically 30 years of change you know okay vaccines fucking pharmaceuticals pharmaceuticals the shit that we put in our food Mm -hmm. the types of food that we're eating you Mm -hmm. you know you see these but it could also be i I don't i don't mean to just like i just had the thought that like we didn't know what those diseases were back then and so we like classified well i I don't mean to like absolutely because i don't yeah it it could have been that there was Mm -hmm. less you right. know, like names for but, different But I ailments. agree with this general idea. Like, but, and, and but that's when it's untested and right. then all of a sudden you see all of these, yeah. these factors. I mean, why are so many people on antidepressants? It's a yeah. question right. that if we say that there is a strong indication that your serotonin and these feel-good chemicals that your body produces are produced in the gut, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got to have the ability to assimilate nutrients from the food that you eat Hmm. so that those feel-good chemicals are produced, right? So that you can, Mm -hmm. you know, receive them. But there's been a decline in that production of those feel-good chemicals. Well, where do they originate? And so it's not hard to say, okay, well, let's let's at least 
take a look at these as factors, right? Mm. And, um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so I know people that would say be really against the pharmaceutical industry. And like we read that paper about the it even can like cause serotonin sure. depletion like it does yeah. the opposite right of what they claim that it does um and so there's people now that were on that side of the mm-hmm. debate but now with the vaccine they're like all for it mm-hmm. and you know like i really don't I have no idea what i'm talking about it's just my dumbass opinion um but i've i've lost trust you know and when people when an industry or a culture maybe it's just like a culture like mm-hmm. believes that depression you know equals antidepressants is to me a red flag of a culture that forgets about all the other aspects of health right you know and well it's been proven because they and i I I agree with that they have not Mm -hmm. come out and made any public service announcement to improve your health improve crazy your your immune system and then people that like smoke get the vaccine sooner yeah and maybe they should but it's like a interesting but but you know what i'm saying i mean (laughs) the amount of money that we've spent Mm. you could launch these programs all over Mm. it would help or at least to talk about it like all that's talked about exactly inform people give them the choice you Mm. you can that's why i think this why when all you have to do is Go up to the clinic and get a vaccine. Absolutely. And so here's the thing. I, I agree with you, but there would be many people who would go the other route as well, given the information, given the opportunities, right? There'd be a ton of people who would who want to be led. There is that. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with those people that want to be led, that want to that don't want to have a plan for their life, and, and, that want someone else to. The I mean, problem is okay. those people, though, are trying to impose that on the people who want mm. to So, but the argument is, right, like if, if I want to be honest with myself and figure out what I want to do about all this, um, and I feel weird about like doing that like in public or whatever, but um, the other argument, right, is that there's like some herd immunity thing uh-huh. about it. So this is something I never thought about before. I've never, I got a flu vaccination once because mm-hmm. I worked at this place that had them for free and someone like convinced me. Yeah, and you're like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I think I was even resistant, but they like. Coerced. It was right. free. I yeah. saved myself $12. <laughs> I know, right? So I've Wait. never, I, I guess I did get vaccinations to go to India. Right. There were like malaria, and that's a pill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all sorts of shit out there. That, yeah, I may have been back. I don't even remember. You know, I have such a bad memory about stuff. But yeah, so mostly I haven't. So I already have that as a as a that that does display like an idea I have about the world. Like I don't trust drugs. You know, right? I don't I don't trust them. I can mm-hmm. say that. And and I might, I might just be a dumb fucking person. Like it could. But that's where I'm at. And so I've, I've ended up there. So I have that. So the only thing that makes me question, like even my mom came at me the other day. Mm-hmm. Like she asked if I was going to get the vaccine. Why don't you get the vaccine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the phone. Don't you and, want the vaccine? And I mentioned something. Don't you want us to be healthy? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that she brought it to that one. You know, like she comes at me. She's really, you know, yeah. like political and stuff. And she just like comes at me with shit. And, uh, you know, and then she brought it to that, like, what about me and, and your dad, you know? And there is some point to that. Well, it's you like, well, I mean? if you got the vaccine, then you should be fine. Right. If you believe but, in the vaccine. But if I got the vaccine, would it, and, and the Phoenix is over there staying mm-hmm. the night and stuff, yeah. I got to be honest about, like, thinking about these things. Sure. Too, you know? 
um, would it? Because well, the way I feel is my dad's pretty vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like o- almost 100%. any amount of anything right now could take him out. You know, right? Um, and, and that's a comorbidity, right? I mean, yeah, it's multiple comorbidities. Yeah, he's on pharmaceuticals and all kinds of stuff, and so it is a dangerous thing with him. So, mm-hmm. so would. So the thing, you're right with Phoenix, like thinking about him, my son, about 30, if it is like a 30 year later thing, that yeah. is more danger for kids. So, mm-hmm. so giving them like, so there's, there's pretty much no risk for him. I'm pretty much convinced on that and whoever mm-hmm. stats or whatever, that's my thought. Um, so then the only thing is to think about both of his grandparents on either side of his family, mm-hmm. right? And he sees both of them. Sure. And so is it? so risky for should we should we risk his health for their health that's what it's coming down to then you know it is that mm-hmm. um yeah and then it's like such a crazy like calculation we're supposed to make well you know but if you're being progressive you forget the old and go with the new no. uh, but, oh, but, oh. <laughs> look at this she always throws in one of those fucking things that now is like oh well you got to think about that does that mean like go with the vaccination? Is that what that means the old is, what's the, what's the new then? Yeah. Well, not going with the vaccination because then, well, it depends on what you consider, you know. Old and new, or no? Well, yeah. Uh, is vaccination good or not? Either way, people would say well, but I was hinting more at not going with the vaccination. Okay. You know, there's so many cases of. Um, things that were approved by the FDA or the EPA where right, there's exactly. lawsuits 10 years, 15 years. Look at the Roundup lawsuit that happened where they were, um, you know, awarded like a $200 million um, suit or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for, for that cancer, okay? Right. That it's and there's all these causes. things like banned in the, U- uh-huh. in the European Union. Right. right? Like and so things. when you see yeah. stuff like that, it's like, again... I get it, but it seems like this whole virus scare was way blown out of proportion Mm -hmm. and they never corrected themselves on it. They never wanted to admit, oh man, we Mm -hmm. fucked this up or or we thought too much. They need to be doing something, Mm -hmm. like they just do stuff just to do things, right? Yeah, it's a a sketchy thing. I was um, snowboarding last week and got on and, you know, these were with two strangers as well you know they're trying to spread things out but it was a big chair right so um these guys are talking and they're talking about oh they just got the vaccine to do all this and you know then they ask me and i'm like yeah and i'm i'm not gonna take the vaccine and uh, i'm like you guys (laughs) can't you know (laughs) and then they stopped talking to me and they like talked over me but Uh just around me but i was like dead to them because you were in the middle yeah I was in the chick chair. (laughs) But here's what happened, right? I was just going up. I was on the chair myself, right? right? So I was just chilling and I was all high. I'm listening to music, looking ahead. And then then all of a sudden two people jump on. I'm like, but there's no one here. (laughs) You know, you can easily get on the next one. Yeah, get on the next one. But it was that. Uh And I think they wish they would have. And as soon as they got on, I pull my mask down. I'm like, yeah, they're all covered up. Right. Sorry, man. This is fucking... 